The phrase deer in headlights gets thrown around a lot, but for me, it describes my initial encounter with the NICU perfectly. I remember back to the moment I was following my daughter into the NICU for the first time. She was still on the mobile resus table, and the doctor was still breathing for her. When they moved her into position and began connecting her inside the isolate, the NICU all of a sudden became the headlights, and I was the little deer stood at the doorway, not knowing what to do, not knowing what my role was, just a blubbering mess, looking for help. G'day and welcome to the Dads of the NICU podcast. My name is Matt Bilkowski and I'm a proud father of a premature baby born at 25 weeks at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. Our daughter was 766 grams, or 1 pound, 11 ounces at birth. Our superstar girl spent 84 days in the NICU and 14 days in special care before being discharged home on oxygen. I started this podcast as I wanted to share my experiences with other dads, the aim of which is to allow them to hear what other dads went through and to find a connection to our stories so that they know that they are not alone and what they're feeling and going through is normal. I hope it helps you on your journey. G'day dads, and I hope you're doing okay on your journey so far. Today I wanted to talk about the role of the dad in and out of the NICU. There are so many vital facets to the life of the NICU dad that it can be hard to pinpoint the major tasks and responsibilities for us. It can feel so overwhelming. From the dad's perspective, the mums have full control and say in what is going on. They've done 100% of the work to get to this point and will continue to do about 99.9% of the work moving forward. Watching what my wife did and what my wife went through blew my mind. What she continued to do post-delivery just kept on amazing me. This is when I realised that I needed to do more and not just be a spectator in what was happening. The nursing staff and doctors were fantastic and always spoke to both my wife and I, but it felt like everything was directed towards the mother for the final approval and insight in what was going on. I wanted to have more of a role, more of an impact in what was happening. I wanted to be a part of all of the fun that was unfolding. I began speaking with a number of dads that had been in the NICU for a while just to get their insights on what they do and what their role was. I got some awesome advice on some small things to do along my journey. The other dads in there will actually be your best resource. They'll give you so much insight and so much help and they've lived it already and they're continuing to live it. So let's have a look at some of the major elements of what I saw my role was in the first few weeks. The biggest thing for me, the number one that's got to be at the top of your list, is looking after your partner. You have to make sure your wife is okay. They've just gone through an unbelievably traumatic experience and they'll be hurting physically, mentally, emotionally and possibly spiritually. You need to be there for them now more than ever to reassure, protect, listen to, help and comfort. My wife had a Caesar, so there was not much she could do and she was limited with her mobility and ability for quite some time the first couple of nights were quite interesting as i needed to help her shower uh, which was a very big bonding experience so to speak i helped her getting in and out of the bed getting in and out of the wheelchair when i took it down to see our daughter and took it down quite a few times to the cafe and to get some food when the hospital food just wasn't really up to scratch basically i did everything for her that she wasn't physically able to do for herself 
I also regularly checked in with her to see how she's holding up emotionally and mentally. We both found this to be really effective in keeping us both as sane as possible through our time in the NICU. We couldn't really do much for each other in this space, but just talking about it really helped. Some of the conversations that I had with my wife were really raw and open about what was going on. She was clearly struggling in the early days with her own processing of what was going on. She broke down a few times with comments like, I'm so sorry this has happened. I wish my body was able to keep our daughter in for longer. I feel really bad that Jess was thinking like this. She was taking it really hard and I just had to reassure her that there was absolutely nothing that she had done to lead to what had happened. But this is how it can really affect people. I had to remember to be calm and patient through the first few days as my wife had so many emotions running through her and I knew that if she was flat, I had to be there to pick her up. If she was flying high, I had to keep her a little bit measured. If she was emotional, I had to keep her happy. And if she was short with me or a bit snappy, I had to remember to say, yes dear, and just move on. Comforting her was my biggest role in the early days, keeping as positive as possible, even though sometimes I didn't feel positive. It was still really important. During the first few nights, I'd help my wife express breast milk, as it was her first time doing it, and her supply hadn't fully come in initially. Sometimes we were sitting there battling to capture every single drop, as the colostrum in the early days is so beneficial for our little girl that literally every single drop counted. Once my wife was finally discharged, the best way that I could help was make sure that all the pumping equipment was readily available at home. It was sterile, it was clean, and I had the labels ready to mark down the date and time. Taking as many tasks off my wife enabled her to focus on the important roles that she had to play. I did more around the house now as well. More washing, more cleaning, more cooking, more shopping, more everything. And to be honest, it was probably about time that I stepped up in this department. The next major one for me was getting to know my daughter and getting more hands-on with everything that was happening. So for you, the more that you can be physically involved with everything that's happening and it will take the load off your partner as well at the same time, the staff will then bring you more into what's going on if they can see that you're prepared to help and get involved. Getting involved in the cares, which is basically what the nurses called doing the nappies, changing the CPAP over, giving your bub a little sponge bath, doing this was actually really cool and it helped me form a bond with my daughter along the way. So the more that you can do and the more that you can show you want to be involved when you're in the NICU will actually help you along the way. Now, you might have heard of kangaroo care. Uh, basically, it's skin-to-skin contact or cuddling your bub. We asked for this uh, from our consultant to happen daily, and once we were allowed to start this, it was just such an awesome experience. The first time that you get to hold your child, you really need to cherish this moment. It's going to be so special, so remember to get as many photos as possible. The kangaroo care is really beneficial for your child because that skin-to-skin transition can really enable their growth and activate so many things for the baby's development. And for you as well, it can be a really therapeutic moment. And I just mentioned documenting these little milestones here. One thing that you can take on as a role is taking a lot of the photos and a lot of the videos and really trying to capture all of those moments, taking everything that you can or as much as you're allowed to while you're in the NICU or the special care unit. This will actually be really helpful to look back on from time to time, especially when you want to see where your little ones come from when you're having those low days. You'll be surprised how much they can develop over a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So take some time out now and then to go back and have a look at some of those videos and some of those photos that you've already captured and just really try and relish how much development is happening. Now, the next one on the list is to start reading to your baby. 
I was told about this one on day one or day two and I set a challenge for myself to read to my daughter every single day. Looking back at the reading log that I kept, I managed to achieve 75 days of continuous reading. The only reason why I missed a couple of days along the way is Lara was going through a couple of rough days and she'd been moved around a little bit so sometimes I went in there and I could tell that she just wanted to rest quietly but I kept the reading up as much as possible and every opportunity that I had. All of the doctors and nurses said that the developmental changes that this can help with your baby is just so important so the more that you can read to them for as long as you can it's going to be really critical in the long run but it actually enabled me to form an additional bond with my daughter because every time I walked into the NICU and I said something to the nurse or I said g'day or you know talking to someone in there my daughter actually was able to recognize my voice and now and then she'd crack a smile as I was approaching and this just made me feel so great so amazing it was such a special feeling I felt like that I was now really involved in the process and really had that bond that I was looking for. Now, another big aspect of what you can do as the dad in the NICU is be the information provider or seeker. Sometimes it can be difficult for your partner to talk about what's going on to your friends and family, so maybe this is where you can step in and be the information provider to the outside world. Keep people updated so that they can keep abreast of what's going on. So it'll be a little bit more clearer if you go through a rough patch or if you go off the rails a little bit. This also goes into being the information seeker. At times, there can be information overload for your partner and it can get a little bit too much for them emotionally and mentally. So you need to be able to pick up on this and maybe suggest that they go outside and take a bit of time out or go for a coffee or go get a bite to eat and that you stay for the doctor's catch-up or the nurse's rounds. At times, you need to be a filter in this process. Ironically for me, my wife's a paramedic, so she thrives on all the medical information and knowing what was going on because I knew nothing about it. But even still, at times it got too much for her and it was so raw and real. Lara wasn't her patient. She was her daughter. So hearing about all of the bad things that were happening was never really easy to listen to for my wife. You can talk to the nurses and doctors and try and get your head around everything and all the data and all the numbers and the processes that were taking place. The more that you can understand it all, the more you can reassure, inform and protect your partner. Now, this next one might not be achievable for everyone, um, but I was very fortunate in this case. And it's to be there as much as you can. For me, I was really lucky that I was able to tap into secondary carer's leave at work, which enabled me to have up to six weeks of paid leave to be in the hospital. I spoke to my boss early on and kept him up to speed with everything that was happening, which actually opened up a really positive dialogue for honesty and trust that there were no questions asked and he trusted in what I was doing. Talking to your employer about what's going on can be critical in the early stages as there might actually be support available for you through your work or you might have leave access that you didn't know you could get into previously. Even if it's as small as being able to turn up to work a little bit later and leave a little bit earlier than normal, any single minute will count as your partner will actually be in there all the time so you need to be able to share the load as much as you can even just talking to your wider team at work to see if there's anyone else that can take some of your workload off you will be huge so having reduced duties will be the best thing for you having said this you shouldn't actually feel bad about wanting to go back to work for some people this can actually be the distraction that they're looking for it can get your mindset changed and it could actually be a really positive thing for you Sometimes you can use it as an outlet or an escape for the NICU. So don't shy away from going back to work once everything has settled down. This next item is something that I didn't do very well. So I really want to make this a big focus for you as an experience from me about what to do. You need to stay healthy and stay ready for anything. 
if you're not sleeping, you're not eating and you're drinking too much, you're not on top of your game. Your mental and physical health is absolutely critical at the best of times, let alone being in the situation that you currently find yourself in. You need to stay on top of your lifestyle as much as you can. If you get sick or you get run down, your involvement in what's going on is going to be diminished. Seek professional mental health advice along the way. Make sure you eat well and stay as active as possible. It will certainly help you clear your head and minimise the dad bod. The transition to parenthood actually brings many unexpected challenges. And according to Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia, or PANDA for short, one in ten dads experience postnatal depression. I think this is really critical that the dads need to recognise when they're not right. So if you want to find more out about PANDA, please use the link in the notes from this episode. Now, this last one, it didn't affect me personally, but in talking to other dads, it actually was quite important. I didn't have any other children at home, so I wasn't required to look after anyone else. But speaking to other dads who had kids at home at the same time, I could not imagine how hard it must have been to juggle everything that was going on. If you're in this situation, you need help. You need to acknowledge that. Don't think that you can handle it all on your own. You might be able to juggle everything for a little while, but one day you'll crack when you're not expecting it and by then it might be too late to pick up all the pieces. Ask for help from your family and close friends. Considering the circumstances, I'm pretty sure they'll drop everything to help you out. And if they offer help, please take it, even if you think you're fine. Saying yes to help doesn't mean that you're weak. So that's a couple of items that I thought were really critical for me in my role. Uh, It's stuff that I had to fumble my way through. But what you'll find when you're in the NICU that There's heaps of handouts everywhere around and just talk to the nurses and the doctors. They'll be able to find heaps of pamphlets for you to take home and read. One thing that I actually received when I was in the NICU was a small dad's pack and some really useful uh, information pages were in there that helped me along my way. I'll post a couple of images up on my socials soon of what they were. But some of the amazing organisations out there like Life's Little Treasures Foundation gave me a, a pamphlet of tips for dads. And it actually gave me a really good insight and some things that I hadn't thought about at the time um, that were really beneficial for me. There are other really brilliant organisations out there that do some amazing work for mothers, fathers, families and babies. So please take the time to seek them out and I encourage you to tap into them in your local community. Now, I'd love to hear about your other tips and elements of what you thought your role as a dad was in the NICU. What else did you identify? What worked for you? What helped you? how did you overcome the stresses placed on you in this time please reach out and let me know i'd love to have a chat well that's it for today guys and i hope you got something out of that episode as always please seek professional advice and help if you feel that you need it i'm certainly not the answer i'm just a means of helping out a little bit on your journey If you like these episodes, please subscribe to Dads of the NICU to get all of the new episodes as soon as they're launched. And if you're keen for more content or looking for more resources, please follow our Instagram and Facebook accounts, both called Dads of the NICU. And if you have any questions or you'd like to share your insights or stories, please feel free to contact us by email on dadsofthenicu at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to wash your hands.